What if science is right and we're each a walking bundle of atoms making our way through a world that is itself a literal sea of atoms? Are we really energetic beings living within an energetic matrix? What if our common, ordinary, everyday, sentient human intelligence is merely one way that bundles of atoms come together to form sentient, intelligent beings? What if the atoms themselves are intelligent, sentient entities and everything they form are sentient, intelligent beings, whether we're able to perceive or comprehend them through our common, ordinary, everyday, sentient human intelligence or not? What if all intelligent, energetic entities slowly evolve to become more aware of themselves and, eventually, more aware of their interconnected relationship to everything? What if this process actually happened already to intelligent life within the Arcturus solar system? And what if that intelligent life were here, inside of each and every one of us, patiently whispering and nudging and guiding, gently helping us to raise our awareness of ourselves and, eventually, our awareness of them and of our shared interconnected relationship to everything? What if the main differences between me and you is primarily one of conscious perspective? What if I were able to perceive existence through your eyes and you were able to perceive it through mine? Would we still see ourselves as separate, isolated, misunderstood, underappreciated victims of reality? Or would we start to see the truth of our shared nature that underlies all of existence? What if? What if we started seeing the world more from this perspective, more how it probably really is? And what if creating fictions and telling stories is one of many ways that this shift in perspective could happen? What if a man in a chair, that's me by the way, hello, my name is Dao. What if a man in a chair channeled the inner intelligence from deep within him to create such fictional stories? And what if the main character from those fictional stories decided to turn around and channel the man in the chair? Or at least to interview him to find out a little more about him and why he's doing this and what he really thinks about it? Welcome to the Arcturian Playground. Welcome to the Arcturian Playground. A place to play the realm of imagination. All done in the service of compassionate expansion of consciousness. Yes. It sounds weird, we know. We would not have it any other way. Yes, we are here. And we are wondering, we planted this thought within your mind, man in the chair, how many different varieties of sound the human configuration is able to create. For everything that you could imagine, there is more. And for each one of those, there is within the rich, vibrant history of life upon this planet, 
which includes your own ancestors as well as distant cousins which have used that particular sound style or type way of vibrating the air as a means of communication did you know of course we cannot prove this but do we truly have to is it not evident simply by deduction and evidence would be required for something to be contrary to the observable ways of nature if a thing could be supposed which is in harmony with known understandings of the flow of nature one can trust that if it is indeed only a fiction it is at least a fiction that is designed to contour with the flow of existence and uh, with that we will introduce ourselves we are the arcturian collective thingy and there are many ways to interpret who and what we are you might say that we are a figment of the imagination of the man in the chair who is rendering this performance by using this voice and this personality which he creates based upon certain values which he ascribes to the creation and then inhabits as if he were sticking his hand inside of a puppet and uh, making it talk does it seem to be as simple as that it could be it could be that that is all that it is that this is or it could be that this is a part of what this is what else could it be well the man in the chair truly is most comfortable imagining it as his own creation although he recognizes that there are bits and pieces of information which he weaves together in ways which he had never put together before certainly not in this type of way and when listening back to those sounds which he emits in the game that he is playing he is often surprised by the coherency of his own stream of consciousness uh, to the point that he cannot take claim of it for he does not have any conscious memory of being the direct author of it for in truth his experience as he the man in the chair which we are referring to in the third person as we speak from the first he experiences this as uh, nudgings as impressions as impulses which form prior to the mouth opening and the voice uh, sounding as it is as it does now 
and speaking in this cadence. The words form before the expression of the words. And he truly is not aware of either. He becomes more aware after he hears it with his ears than when he is composing it. And we would ask anyone who is listening to this, does this sound like the workings of your own mind? Do you know from whence your thoughts arise? Do you do it? Well, of course, on some level it is you. It is not anyone else putting thoughts into your head, is it? Heaven forbid. What is it then? But a calculation which your inner intelligent sensory systems, which are much more ancient than you are. And what we mean by this is that you were born however many years ago when you mark your birthday. And from that point onward, you began to collect in your conscious mind, and by this we mean what you are most commonly aware of, you build memories of experience from the time that you are an infant to one and two and three and onward and onward you grow each year gaining experience and yet the DNA which forms you is much older than that and it comes to you if you consider yourself to be this awareness which is increasing year after year, we view you as an energetic flower which is blossoming. Uh, the, the little bud at birth and then you burst and you bloom and you flower and you fertilize and you contribute so much and then you wither and you pass away and another blooms in its place. And it is all the same plant flowering over and over again. But your biology, the intelligent systems upon which you are constructed, is far more ancient than anything that you can possibly imagine. And we understand that from your perspective. You cannot fathom memory that densely stored within the fabric of reality that it is what uh, a strand of DNA is. But we hope that you can use your imagination to at least consider that the fabric of which DNA is made is a result of influences in the environment of the living entity which contained it for very long periods of time. It is a record of experience, not unlike the rings within a tree, which can tell you, as you look at them, the impact of rain on the environment. Very big rings indicate that there was great rain, very 
narrow rings indicate that it was a drought. There was not as much growth happening in that season or cycle. And the patterns of rain are not consistent from year to year, and it can be seen within the dendrochronology of a tree. And this is a pattern which repeats itself in other forms in nature, a rippling effect, as it were. That is one way of looking at the impact of the environment on a tree. There are others. You can see wind damage, for example, or you can uh, look at the nutrients and determine what other uh, vegetation was nearby at different times and different seasons. There are many ways to see the record of life as it is, as it is recorded within the biology which you inherit. And all of, all of that history, if you were to compare yourself to your canine friend, or perhaps you are a cat person, we apologize. They can be uh, snooty. <laughs> but we love them. You have common ancestors, you and your beloved pets. At one point in time, in the great tree of evolution on this planet, there were common ancestors. Now, it is true that there are forms of life which branched off of the initial forms of life which formed on this planet as this planet has been influenced by other planets and other intelligent life on other planets and this planet like all planets is a playground where more advanced civilizations come to plant their seeds and see what grows and play their games of influence to see which one wins what environment is most beneficial for it is some see it as a war others see it as an artistic expression of curiosity much like you would play with a game of crystals that you grow on your own and enjoy watching the randomness of the pattern as they emerge apparently from nothing you do have video games that can simulate a small hair of a fraction of our experience and enjoyment of this, where you spawn uh, a myriad of creations from nearly nothing, and you watch them take on a life of their own, if, it, if you will, and the creation of your creations entertain you. Welcome to eternity, baby. This is what the Arcturian Collective thingy discovered long ago and engaged in this play. And your discovery of it as a collective is not terribly far, although our reckoning of time is far different than yours. Just as any two of you who might be listening to this would have a different concept of the passing of time, it feels different to people. It is difficult to express this and to share this, and therefore it is not widely known or understood, but it does not take much time to 
pay attention to those around you to see who is on a different uh, timeline or uh, who is a little bit more relaxed and go with the flow and who is uptight. There are many different words that you use to describe this. It, what you are observing is in part different ways that people perceive the expression, the feeling of passing through time. We get excited and we go on uh, tangents for we remember as if it were yesterday our own awakening, collective awakening and we remember the memories of all and we have an affinity towards the memories of all as if they were our own And even as you may imagine, if you can reflect on times in your own upbringing when, of course, there were times of great sorrow and distress and pain and all levels of mistreatment. And there were also times of great joy and anticipation and fun and play. And that is just within your life that you have access to. And there is a, always a great balancing act going on within your own psyche as your focus of attention strays from one type of memory to another. And you typically do not view yourselves this way, but you are a... There is a way of understanding you from a neurological perspective where you are a pattern of neural pathways which fire on repeat. And there are certain habits that rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And the more that you do something, the more efficient your own neurology becomes at doing that thing. This is the power which we wants you to recognize that you have and that you are doing. Any time that you focus on anything, you are becoming more familiar with that thing, more accustomed to that thing. It becomes more easy for you to understand and engage. And there is nothing wrong with that. That is simply how you are designed. All that it means is that you are digging in deeper to a particular perspective while unintentionally ignoring other possible ways of seeing things. And so you get into grooves and you get into habits and this is where disagreements come from because humans do not typically understand why they see things differently than, than others. They just know that they do and they are right, damn it, and others are wrong is the basic instinct but when you are able to see through others eyes even if you continue to take this perspective that I am right and you are wrong what happens when the you disappears and I is all that is left you are right 
very good. Be right with everyone, if you can. That is what happened to us when our minds were connected through a process that was similar, technology that was similar to your internet, and uh, there were uh, nanotechnologies of uh, varying forms. There were some that uh, existed within our bloodstream and uh, were, they recorded the interactions of different forms of life within the blood. And we learned of ourselves by deeper study and having an, what we considered to be artificial at the time, for it is something that we created and we did not see, we did not understand at that time that any expression of nature, well, we will say it this way, all expressions of nature create other expressions of nature. And there, from this is never anything that is not nature. And if you were to look at nature as a collection of atoms, we would defy you to come up with an example where you could do anything to anything that was not impacting uh, atoms and other atoms. That is a perspective of existence which you do not typically consider. And it would take you a step closer to understanding true existence. For there are intelligent systems upon intelligent systems which are responsible for the, what you perceive as an atom. And they also have their history, uh, their genealogy, their path to self-awareness as living things which are different from you in some ways, but are similar to you in the sense that they are intelligent systems which arose out of uh, previously ancient existing intelligent systems. A consciousness which emerges from the cooperation of trillions of eukaryotic cells which are each doing various functions which in combination create you. We just described the human body as a collection of living entities. We desire that this message will be comforting for you can relax regarding your fear of death. We are telling you that you can that it is possible. There are times when we, the 
Arcturian collective thingy in our exuberance wander all over the place. And the man in the chair follows us as if he were holding the string of a kite. And, and when he does not like the direction that the kite is going, he begins to pull and the wind stops. And this is in part the reason why he is practicing this craft. For he has found pleasure in expressing the contents of his mind whether it is conscious or unconscious how can one truly know if something is an expression of the unconscious would that not make it conscious but he has found pleasure in expressing himself with full acceptance of it in the times when he can achieve that there are other times when he questions and judges his own choice why am I doing this he thinks to himself and then he remembers why it is because he enjoys the freedom of expression and that is something that all can relate to whether the form of the expression is the same or even compatible or not the act of expressing oneself without fear of judgment with a sense of full fulfillment enjoyment that is tasty and to learn that you can create a tasty snack in your mind with your ways of thinking and expressing what you are thinking and feeling and expressing what you are feeling and the combination of all of these senses which this deep intelligent sensory organ within you which is far more ancient than you which has been evolving as an entity for millions of years on this planet with varying influences and touches of intelligence which you have not yet fully discovered but you are starting to this part of you that is you that you are a part of is indestructible if you think of it as a collection of atoms 
you do not have any way yet of recognizing that your own experience of memory is evidence among all sorts of evidence that life impacts life on many levels and that the impact of life are stored in different records whether it is the rings of a tree or the weathering of a rock or the memories in the mind or the shape of the wrinkles on the face which can indicate whether someone smiled or frowned or whatnot which habits and patterns form existence at all levels and it is truly all beautiful from our perspective which is in a perspective that we are inviting you to try to imagine with us and try to appreciate and admire and if you cannot appreciate it and admire it all the more value it can have for you as a Rorschach ink blot, as it were as something to focus on to learn more about your own choices which are micro choices which are happening in your unconscious mind these are deep inner biases and prejudices which most humans are unaware that they have and will deny until they have no choice but to accept them and once they do there can be a range of emotions which are felt but eventually in the long run all things begin and end with love and these self-judgments disappear and become grist for the mill of life experience which creates wisdom and when that is paired and coupled with uh, compassion for others a self-transcendence or an expansion of the definition of self so there was an idea that we had and we do not know if we will do this or not but we wanted to interview the man in the chair for this is the 30th episode and his vision for what this podcast can be is still in its infancy but we thought we would commemorate tonight this time by having an interview so we would invite you man in the chair uh, please say hello hey there omra i'm eating popcorn is that okay very good and will you tell us your name my uh my full name mm, i'd rather not no why not um part of it is just because how weird this thing is well you can 
I mean, it's not like I'm embarrassed of it or anything. I just yes. When when I've listened to channelers, one of the criticisms that I've had and that I've heard from other people is that they're doing it kind of for self-aggrandizement, like they're trying to. Uh, and uh, that's not something that I'm interested in. So I figured if I don't give my full name, you know, but I can I can give you my first name. Will that work? I don't you I go by my middle name, but I can give you my first name. Right. You can give that name. Yes. It's Dow. My uh, grandpa's name was Dow. My dad's name is Dow. My son's middle name is Dow. It's it's Dow. That's my name. Very good. Oh, thanks. Now, our first question to you is, why are you doing this? <laughs> uh, why? Uh huh. It's it's fun. I I enjoy doing it. A, a friend of mine a couple of months ago who does Akashic readings told me that I could channel Arcturians if I wanted to, yeah. and um, I said, okay, yeah, I want to. What is what does that look like? And she said, just open up your mouth and do it. So I did. I just started uh, recording it yes. um, so that I could listen back to it and see what happened. And I slowly decided to put on a drum track so I could listen to it while I was meditating and do my box breath technique stuff. And I, I've i noticed that as I've done it, I've kind of changed. Like, I, I oh, think it's... is that so? I think it's rewiring my neural pathways Omrah that's I, I think it's uh, you think that is the truth to you yeah I think it's rewiring my neural pathways and making me more aware of times when I'm not being compassionate and I really want to be you know alright enough of that now tell us what do you think that people want to hear I, I, I don't know I, I, I wish I knew what people wanted to hear. There's a lot of, I mean, a lot of different people want to hear a lot of different things, right? I think people mostly want to hear things that uh, kind of validate them and, and make them feel like they're right. But what I, what I think the world mostly needs right now is just another way of looking at things that um, maybe isn't so dire, like everything is going to hell in a handbasket and we have no options you know I, I, I think people want to hear a hopeful message I hope so I don't know I, I hope that's what I'm doing oh is that so <laughs> yeah is that funny to you you are quite ridiculous are you not I guess what is it that you most want your listening audience to know and why do you want them to know that? I, I think the thing I most want the listening audience, if, if there ever is a listening audience to know, is that um, I'm playing around with these ideas and I want them to play around with them too. You know, like I, I, I'm doing this because I've, I've really got a lot out of listening to channeled material and reading channeled material over the years. And so I'm, I'm, you know, in the spirit. What 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 do they say that uh, emulation is the clearest form of flattery or something like that? Imitation. So I'm in the style of channeling, uh, playing around with these ideas, but I, I really find them valuable, and I, I think that there's something to exploring beyond, at least trying to push the limits of what we know and kind of be humble about stuff and playful about stuff and I, 
I, I guess what I would want people to look for in what I'm creating is, is, is this something that is inclusive and wanting to bring people together and encourage people and empower people? Um, or is this something that is going to be divisive and uh, excluding people? Because I, I think just I, I think the time for that is coming to an end. <laughs> we, we, we can't do that anymore. We've got to be inclusive. We've got to come together and at all levels and really just figure this stuff out, you know. What are your plans for this project? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to keep recording and publishing. Uh, I've started writing a book uh, from the material. I, I think that there's potential to write multiple books. If there's enough interest, whether there's enough interest or not, I'm going to do it because I, I like it. I'm enjoying it. So that's my plan, just to keep enjoying it um, and to, to write books. And I'm, I've created a space. There's a place called Mighty Networks. And I've created a space on Mighty Networks called the Tao of Healing. And I'd love for people who are interested in this kind of approach, who all have kind of a, a shared common desire of exploring ideas, sharing things that have been helpful with them, sharing that with other people, and just kind of having a little bit of a community that's free to join, free to interact with. And um, yeah, so having a, a Mighty Networks Tao of Healing which I, I'll have a website, the Arcturian Playground. People can go to the arcturianplayground.com and join the uh, Tao of Healing if they want to and build a community. I'd love that. Uh, any other plans that go forward with it? I don't know. I, it's fun to explore. I like talking with you, Omra. You know that? <laughs> Why do you call me Omra of the High Council? Well, when I did the Akashic reading with Kimber a couple of months ago, she's the one that gave me the name Omra, and even then she was kind of like laughing. She she said, "Yeah, you can take this or leave it if it resonates with you or not." And I like I I've, I've I really like the Om symbol, and so the Omra, uh, I kind of I kind of like the sound of it. And I I had never heard much about Arcturians, and uh, so when she mentioned this thing about Arcturians, I, I I don't I don't know. I didn't like the idea of a high council. It's kind of funny to me, but I don't even know what that would be like. I don't know. So it's just kind of playful. It, it's, it's a playful designation. And I like this idea of these Arcturians that uh, evolved on other planets. And, and I'll, I'll tell you this, Omra. When I first started doing this, my first inclination was to go and research everything that I could find about Arcturians. And I actually did get a book. Um, I forget what it was called. And I started reading it, and I just didn't like it. It just didn't really vibe with me and resonate with me. So I, I wanted to find something else so that I could learn about Arcturians. And I thought, you know, if what Kimber said to me has anything to it at all, if there's really anything about me being able to get in touch with some deep unconscious part, maybe intelligence that formed in another solar system, I don't know. These are weird ideas to explore, right? But I thought if, if there's anything to that, why don't I just open up my mouth and see what comes out? And then I'll go and read and learn more about what other people have said about it. And I, I don't remember exactly how many. It was probably the first, definitely the first 14 that I did, because there's the seven-part series that's uh, 
Arcturian history, and then there's the seven part that's Mormon origins, which is really just me exploring my own mind and my Mormon upbringing. And then within the next two or three after that, I went and I bought a book that is by Tom Kenyon. And I'd been introduced to Tom Kenyon before because of what he does with music um, and sound healing. And I've, I've really liked what I've heard from him before, but I hadn't read any of his books. I hadn't read the Hawthorne material or anything like that. I still haven't. But he wrote a book that he published pretty recently uh, on Arcturian. And I loved it. I still haven't finished reading it, but I was amazed at how many ideas he has in there that were mirroring what was coming to me as I was doing this, you know, game of imagination and, and playing uh, the, the what if game with Arcturian. So that was that was a cool experience. I uh, th- that that kind of made me think. Well, maybe I like I know from my perspective, I'm creating a fictional character, but maybe there is something about where the source of the inspiration for creating that fiction is coming from because I don't really know I, I don't really know what's in my unconscious mind and how deep or how far that goes as you like to say and why do you call us the Arcturian collective thingy um, well I, again it's just the impressions that came to me that it's not it's not really about even Arcturians that the the perspective that comes through when I'm doing this is much larger than that. And that was one of the things that I read about in Tom Kenyon's book, that the Arcturians were a collective. I hadn't, I hadn't really heard anything about that or, or even thought about what that would be ahead of time. And I like this idea of the, all of the intelligence that exists everywhere in the universe getting together through peaceful desire to learn from each other and to coexist from each other and that there would be a collective of like-minded intelligent advanced extraterrestrial extra-dimensional beings that's kind of what it felt like and using the word thingy is just playful tongue-in-cheek that all of these words that we're using are symbols anyway so why not say thingy you know okay Two, two more questions, and these will be fun ones. You didn't enjoy the other ones? Uh, one, have you ever seen an Arcturian and or gone up into one of our ships? <laughs> no, I don't think so. If I did, Omara, I mean, you'd know better than me, right? If I did, I have no conscious memory of it. But I do remember when my daughter, who's 21 right now, almost 22 when she was four she came downstairs once and she told me that some aliens measured her (laughs) and she held out her arms like a t and i'm like what did they do and she goes measured me they met and like she was really upset with me and uh yeah that was really interesting i don't know where she got this idea that uh, aliens came into her room and measured her but uh, maybe those were arcturians and and maybe uh, they got to me too. I don't know. I don't know. So no, I, I don't. I don't think so, Omra. It's not one of my claims. It's not a claim of authority that I've seen an Arcturian or been in their ships. That's for sure. All right. The final question: Do you believe this or not? What is it that you think you are doing? 
What I think I'm doing is expanding my own views on what I think is possible or impossible. And uh, do I believe it? <laughs> In a weird way, I do, you know, like I, I, I don't ever want to make any claims that I'm getting wisdom or information that anybody is supposed to follow or else, you know, like that's kind of uh, a disgusting idea to me. But as far as like exploring information that's from my unconscious mind and have it being something that guides me towards becoming a more compassionate person myself, creating, I, like I, I view this as a work of art. And, and so creating art that I share with others who would be interested in this sort of thing and that it's uplifting and expansive and inclusive and encouraging rather than uh, tribalistic uh, or, or setting people up in hierarchies as these are good and these are bad and I, like I just don't want anything like that so I, I definitely believe those messages that I'm saying and that the stories that are being told are based on values that are really important to me and so for that in that sense yes I, I believe it and I believe that this can be a really healing experience I believe it has been for me in a lot of ways just in the short time that I've been doing it and uh, that it can be for others as well and what would I what, what do I think I'm creating or what do I, I love to create you know what I would love to do I would love to help other people do this like get comfortable expressing their own inner impulses and thoughts and step back and look and see what am I creating? Who am I? What does this say about who I am? Do I like this? Do I want it to go a different direction? So, you know, I, I, I work as a life coach and I'm in school right now getting a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. So I'm very committed to working with people, uh, to helping them become autonomous, not enforcing any of my beliefs on anybody but really encouraging them where they're at and uh, that's important to me and so this is a little project a uh, little self-care fun project uh, artistic expression that I'm doing does that answer your questions Omra? these answer our questions for now but as you know man in the chair Mr. Dow we are not finished and uh, we appreciate you coming out from behind this voice and sharing your perspective with any listeners who might be listening to this. And we are happy to hear about your uh, Tao of Healing Mighty Network, and uh, we hope that that goes well for you. We will be here the entire time. We encourage you to continue to turn to us in times when you feel so inclined we will be here and uh, for now we say ta-ta for we have not said that before and we will say it again ta-ta that was fun thank you for playing with us today in the Arcturian playground do not for a minute think that your exploration is finished carry us with you and invite the spirit of compassion and love into your lives. 
Nothing is more important or more fulfilling. Create compassion and love within your own hearts and minds. Then share it with all around you. Yes, it sounds weird. We know. We would not have it any other way.